Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in hot with episode 75 of a brand new season, Football Played on Paper. I'm Sean and I'm joined by Jobber. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. So glad to be back for season two. Buzzing. And, and mate, you said, um, you said you got the vac shot today. So is that why you got that third arm in the shot? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so protest yesterday, of course, and then vax today. So uh, it's, been a, <laughs> it's been a busy weekend. <laughs> busy couple of days playing both sides. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barney's with us. How are you, Barn? Good. Thanks, Sean. Ready for a big season up and coming. Very good. Um, you're ready for a big season. Spurs, not so much. And fresh off Ooh. probation, Halsey. Now full-time member. Oh, I'm off. Yeah, yep. you're off, Made mate. It. Thanks. Official. I really appreciate that, guys. It means a lot. Uh, good to be here for episode one of season two. So oh, I look yeah. forward to that. He's, he's off. We didn't, I, I can we do anything now. <laughs> no, <laughs> we get away with anything. We had a, um, we had a production meeting. Um, producer Pete and I oh, um, yeah. Yeah, signed it off with uh, – so it's just gone through HR today, and uh, here we are. He's done good by me, Pete. Uh, very good. Um, so we're buzzing for a new season, um, as Halsey said, and we're going to crack in. We're going to do some weekly happenings to get us going. We've got some friendlies, which um, I'm sure everyone's excited to hear about the friendlies and the reserve, how the reserve teams went at each of these clubs. <laughs> um, and then we're going to share what's um, what's coming up for the season that is. So uh, Barney's going to take us through weekly happenings. Let's go, bud. Alrighty. First one off the list here is uh, a Bristol City player so who actually scored against Bristol City. So preseason friendly, Portsmouth versus Bristol. Um, Portsmouth lose a few players to injuries during the game. They run out of players to bring on. They're down to 10. So Bristol, being the nice guys they are, like, oh, you can have our, our bench player, our striker, comes on and then scores against Bristol City. What a dog. So, yeah, what a, do- what a, what a dog. Uh, scoring his team didn't celebrate. Bit of a muted celebration, <laughs> which is probably good for his future. Future, as but, if you um, as if you wouldn't just peel off and like do the biggest celebration ever. It's like your mates. They, it's like a bit of banter, isn't it? So I don't think it's banter. It's a power move, isn't it? I, well, I think way, I'm like I'm celebrating, but like it's yeah. like you're sort of looking back at your teammates, being like, "I told you I was better than you already, and now <laughs> you know." Like, <laughs> Score for anyone. I think what the um. Uh, Bristol City commentator said it best where when he scored, he said, I don't know how to react to this this sequence of events. I don't yeah. know what to say. And the defenders all looked the same as well. They were sort of looking around like, why the hell is he even on the field? Yeah. I mean, it's good. We did that the other week, I think, at Futsal uh, when we, we were short a few players. The other team gave us one of their extra players, which was very nice of them. But didn't think that happened at the professional level, but it's good to see the sportsmanship. That's for sure. You, you never really give them your good player, though, do you? You give them like a, a bench rider. So it's weird that they, um, yeah, they gave him a guy that was good enough to um, score the winner against them. You'd think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah coming on with a point to prove, wasn't he? <laughs> so yeah. So job. If our pod was um, full and another pod needed a player, um, who, which one of us would you send over? Great question, Sean. Um, and Barney, look, I think you're doing a, I think you're doing an okay oh. job. Like I think you're doing, I think you do well. There's been question marks over whether or not you're a robot, but um, I, I think you could really offer something to other pods. Speaking of robots, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I reckon. <laughs> but what happens if we send Barney across to another podcast and he gets mm. signed on permanently and that podcast blows up? Yeah, I don't think true. I've actually officially passed my probation on this podcast yet. So, yeah, I'm, I Josh got signed on, but I haven't. So, it's a yeah. bit disappointing. Nah, that's fine. All righty. Yeah. We'll move nah. on to a... Uh, I like this one. And a player that Josh has been dying to talk about, and that's David De Gea. And it's a little graphs come out this week uh, highlighting his downfall as a keeper. Um, it's got some nice little tidbits from it. So, obviously, we know back back uh, towards more towards the start of, and middle of his career at United, he was a great keeper, um, but he's really tailed off in recent seasons. And um, this graph here is really highlights that where he peaked in the 17-18 season yep. where he was um, making 10%. Uh, is that, I think it's 10% of his expected saves, which is yeah, well yeah. above average for a, uh, a league keeper. Um, now he is well below that at negative two percent. Oh well, he he won, um, he won a few player of the seasons. So I'm wondering if that was about the same time that 17, 18, yeah. where he won player of the season. So it's a sharp decline from there, isn't it? So what's the like? What's an expected save? Uh, is that like so? So he's at negative two. Does that mean like a shot in the red basket going through the legs? Like that's an expected save, or I guess it's a pretty subjective thing, but. Does that just mean that like he's just increased those howlers pretty much? Yeah, I think um, it's like the XG, right, where um, expected goals, where I think yeah. Harry Kane was the most over. So um, based on all the data that they've collected since they've been um, collecting that type of data, if you're shooting from this angle this far out, you know, X percent goes in. Should, um, yeah. Yeah, and then based on that, they have an expected goal. So I imagine they've got something similar with the saves. If the ball's going here from this distance in, in this part of the goal, um, it's an expected save, and that's dropped right off as well. I'd love to see a comparison to some other keepers in the league. Day. Like, obviously, we can see his stats just just tailing off complete like a, a cliff. But um, I'd love to know what other keepers like what the average for the league is. Or mm-hmm. oh wait, is that the league average is the zero? That's there. Yeah, okay, yeah. The so, zero is oh, the league so average well for keepers. So he's so not he, that he, far he, below. Like he was, he was well above, but like he was like way, way above, and now he's dropped below that. Like so below it's more an average, rel- but that's an average Premier League keeper. So that's like you know mid table. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, okay. That that's so it's bad for him, but I guess if you want to but, stay as United's keeper, yeah. But what you got to do is you got to compare it to his wages, right? And who Manchester that, United yeah. are, yeah. So yeah, like, exactly. if you're if you're Newcastle and you finish tenth. And you got Debravka in goal, and you're on zero. You're like, well, we're not paying him a whole lot, and we finished tenth, so that kind of makes sense. But if you're Man United and you want to challenge for a title, and you're paying De Gea three hundred thousand quid a week, um, he has to be over, or you're getting touched. He's essentially what, a backup keeper now as well. What about this one? Uh, so you got your expected shots saved. What about your unexpected shots saved? So like those fingertippers in the top corner and stuff. If they get tracked, do they offset this a little bit? That have we to, do, yeah. forgive it a little bit, you know? Like, what, like so Pickford, the for example. Yeah, We're, like Pickford can like make some absolute screamers, um, but then he can also like basically throw them in the back of the net sometimes. It's a bit sure. like that um, stat where someone doesn't get dribbled past, but if you watch the game, you're like, of course he doesn't get dribbled past. He's always out of position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's always behind the guy. Like, yeah. Are you talking about Harry Maguire? Or? No, it was Virgil van Dijk. Um, yeah. oh, he hasn't been dribbled past in 100 games, but Joe Gomez is there bloody taping his knee back together. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to a uh, 
another divisive topic, and that is the Tottenham second strip, which was released this week. Uh, already sold out, might I add. Tried to get my own, couldn't find one. Well, five of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Couldn't believe it. So they've released their new strip this this uh, week. It's been described as a crayon explosion, um, starry night, like look into space, many different descriptions. Uh, Jabba, I'd love to get your opinion on it. What do you think? Just, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bringing it up now. Look, um, I... I'm not a fan. Is this the green one or is it the multicolored thing we're talking about? That's here? the multicolored one. <laughs> the green one was last year. Yeah, no. Look, I was going to say I'm a fan of the green one. I don't know. I don't get this. I'm, I think I'm too old. Nah. What, what, what is? What are they trying? What's it supposed to represent? Is it spew? Uh, <laughs> Unlimited I think, potential. I think. I think. I think. I be, oh, no, it's meant. That's, that's too much for me. <laughs> I believe it's meant to represent. Uh, Unrepeatable or something like it's oh, like one of a kind, like it cannot be repeated. Ugh. Well, it can. <laughs> it will. No, this is way too abstract for me. Can they have like a black shirt? You know, white home, black away. Just keep it Simple. traditional. Yeah. It reminds me of that um, shooting star meme where like things spin off into space to the shooting star song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's got to be those vibes to it. I'm a big fan. But yeah, I mean, I'm a tend to be a bit biased in these topics of Tottenham. I, like so. if, if you look back at or some of the greatest shirts of all time, um, what you're thinking of is I bet they're probably plain, simple shirts. Like most clubs that have like those classic ones where you're like, oh, that's my favorite shirt from that era or that time. It's normally a plain, simple kit. Um, there's nothing too outlandish about it. The only outlier would be the Nigerian um, USA 94 <laughs> shirt, which was obviously very hectic. But, I mean, that's the only classic strip for me that uh, is a bit hectic. All the rest are nice, plain, cut, and they're just it's, look classic. I'm, I'm with you, Sean. I think, yeah. my, um, I think if you have to explain the shirt, it sucks. Yeah. yeah, uh, my, yeah. my philosophy is much more simple. But, yeah, I'm like, if you have to explain to me what's going on on that T-shirt, mm. I'm not going to buy it. Or who the club is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who the club is? You were, you were obviously guiding United's uh, design this year, then, Jabba. Yeah, I just don't think United's, United's trip doesn't quite. Um, I'm just going to read here. It doesn't have the progressive design with the vibrancy accentuated by the blue trim detail and a venom green Nike swoosh. We don't have that, nor nor do we want it. No, nor should you? Yeah, <laughs> is that because you're sponsored by Adidas? Or <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can live with the swoosh. I can't live with the vibrancy. <laughs> I'd like it's some a- club to just come out and say, like Leicester, to come out and say, um, we've chosen a blue shirt because, well, that's our colours. So, we're yeah, moving on. Simple. Yeah, simple. i got a bit of a tangent on shirts. I noticed in the Arsenal game that we're about to touch on later, they've got that um, like medieval-style font for the numbers. Have you noticed that? Keep an eye out for it when you see Is it Is that next. what they did? They did a couple of years ago, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. Looks I don't shit. like it. It's not has no place <laughs> in football. <laughs> you, just, you just extolled the virtues of Tottenham's dumpster yeah, fire. But the Arsenal, the Arsenal font's wrong. Yeah. yeah so, what are, what are font, we talking? The, the font on the number? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the number stuff yeah, font. It's, it's like... But yeah. I think when, when it comes to Premier League season, the Premier League actually dictate the numbers um, and the font. So, I don't think when we come to Premier League round one... Um, they won't have any exotic fonts. They'll have to match. That's the same as um, in the championship where they tried the hashtag and they had the guy's name. So, like, your name across the back of the shirt, they put a hashtag in front of it so to get people oh. on it, to relate to the young people. 
Mm. Yeah, like obviously not your job, but like you know the young people. What's a so hashtag? Jo- yeah, Jogger hashtag, hashtag is uh, an internet thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who does hashtag play for now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to a favorite of the pod, uh, and that is Big Duncan Ferguson. Exactly. And he's not been allowed to travel to the US for oh, the Everton's preseason trip because he's a flight risk, and he's got some prize. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few. So. so uh, if you don't know about Big Dunk's rap sheet, we'll quickly go over a few of them. I think we may have covered it once before on the pod, um, but we'll just quickly touch on a few of his few of his features. So two burglars broke into his house. Um, he put one in hospital for three days. The other one got away, but the police caught him. Let him off um, lightly. Yep. yep. Lucky for him. Another, <laughs> another burglar broke into his house. He put him in hospital for three days, and then the burglar <laughs> tried to claim that Ferguson assaulted him. Uh, that was dismissed by police. He's had four convictions for assault, um, like the best of them. Two came from a taxi rank scuffle. Naturally. <laughs> of happens. course. Uh, one, one altercation with a fisherman in an Anstruther pub and one for his on-field headbutt on uh, <laughs> defender John McStay. That was unavoidable. I remember that. That was unavoidable. wasn't his fault. So a a rare on-field, the- on-field conviction. Out of all those stories, I want to know more about the fisherman one. Yeah. I'd imagine he's like, oh, I caught it this big. No, you didn't. It was this big. And then it just blew up from there. Some of, some, of his, uh, some of his fines he's resulted in. So the first incident, he only got a $100 fine for headbutting a policeman. That that's seems not, very light. That's, Jesus. That's, These days you'd get like a year in, in, uh, in the slammer for that. Oh, so, oh, sorry. And a $25 fine. Sorry, £25 fine for a breach of the peace. Uh, his second incident resulted in a 200-pound fine for punching and kicking a supporter on crutches. So, <laughs> <laughs> that would show him. Again, two sides to that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, the two sides of the boy's crutches? Or... <laughs> so he was then sentenced to a year's probation for his third offence, um, which was the 1994 on-field headbutting. No, sorry, that was for the third offence. The fourth offence, which was the headbutting, he received and served a three-month jail term for assault. Oh, jail! Wasn't so, even a cop. So yeah, didn't didn't head by another cop, but actually went to jail for that one. So unfortunately, that meant he couldn't travel to the US for their preseason trip, and they're missing a big part of the team there. So yeah, security. So my main question on this one is, um, what's going to suffer more, their on-field performance, and um, you know, big dunk being able to get in the ear of the new gaffer, um, Rafa? Um, or is it going to be the after-hour stuff where Big Dunk says, boys, follow me, we're going to this pub, and then we're going here. Oh, Dunk, we're not on the list. You won't be able to get in. Wrong. Dunk walks up, headbutts the bouncer and says this way. So, yeah, what's going to suffer more, do you think, their on-field performance or their off-field? Team morale, for what sure. Did that, what did that fisherman say? You can't come in here, mate, not with those shoes. And he's like, oh, fisherman said that once to me. <laughs> I, yeah, so, um, and then I saw him get on crutches and beat him up twice. <laughs> Finished the job. Um, yeah. I, I'm actually a massive fan of Dunk, so again, childhood hero. Um, he is also the owner, I think, of the second best nickname in football, in my opinion, Big Duncan Disorderly. <laughs> that explains who's number one. Number one. So I'm not mature yeah. enough to name number one. <laughs> right. We'll get it another time. I want to know where did Duncan live to get broken into twice in such It was in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, makes, it started all yeah, making sense. A lot sense, of sense. Yeah. Terrible unemployment down there. 
Alrighty, moving on to a not-so-good player from a similar era, or maybe a little bit later than that, Phil Neville uh, has not had a good start to his coaching career at Inter-Miami. They've won two games, I believe, Mm. three games of their first uh, 16, um, and they're dead bottom of the MLS and not looking good. Sean, I know you were touting him up at the start of the season, talking about how good he was going to be after his stint with the English women's team. Uh, What do you think of it now? Um, who would have thought that getting the job from your best mate, David Beckham, who is the owner, um, and then uh, making a big move to bring your nephew over from Manchester United's youth team to play it right back, um, who would have thought that would blow up in your face? Well, a recipe not, for success. Not me. I, st- I still think um, David thinks he got Gary. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that much better though? They both have pretty terrible coaching <laughs> Gary, careers. Gary's a great pundit. He did a good job at Valencia for what, like six days? Yeah. But you know, <laughs> you know, David Beckham was like, look, Phil, I know you struggled at Valencia, um, but you had a great, great career. So um, yeah, we'll bring you in here. And then Phil's halfway through mentioning, oh, that was, that was Gary. And he's like, hey, either way, just, just, just manage the team, mate. Yeah, just manage the team. I could just picture like, um, uh, Phil and Beck's like watching, chilling back one night, watching a bit of the Premier League on TV together, and uh, and Gary's um on there doing a bit of punditry, and Bex is just doing a bit of a double take, looking at Phil, being like, yeah, he's like what? A sec. <laughs> isn't, <that> the- <laughs> isn't Gary blonde? Oh, I've got the retarded one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to play it, play it cool and give him a quick phone call. Yeah. Oh, alrighty, and last one we got is uh, Joshua Zerky, the young backup striker at Bayern. Missed an absolute howler in their preseason friendly against Ajax. I don't know if you guys caught this, but it reminded me a lot of Nick Rewalt in the uh, 2010 AFL <laughs> Grand Final, running into the square, thinks he's got it, and then uh, I think it was Heath Shaw diving in to smother it. So Zerky basically runs in with the ball, round, rounds the keeper, defender's about two metres behind him. He's going he's gonna to walk it in. All he has to do is just pass it in from where he is. Takes another touch, defender gains on him, and then slides from behind and clips the ball out, and Zerky managed to miss an unmissable goal. That's his career done. It's all downhill from here, for sure. Yeah, I can't I mean, see him come back. Nah, that's Balotelli-esque. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh that, I rewatched that Balotelli one yeah, the other day. Far out, that's bad. That was in the US I, as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in the US. That, yeah, was, that was a bad miss. Mm. There was a... Uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was in the. We'll touch on it again soon in one of the preseason games. We're about to talk about uh, another shocking miss as well. Um, I think it was the Rangers game. Rangers could have sealed it. And yeah, uh, yeah similar sort of thing for him. Yeah, and a bummying actually too. Sorry, literally three yards out, open net, too casual, just too casual. He's a, he's have you seen? Form. Have you seen the state of him lately? Like I know it's he's not very shocking. nice to criticize. Um, his Barnet, his Barnet, or yeah, <laughs> physically. Yeah, he just he looks weathered. Oh yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal's really stressing him out. What is it yep. with Arsenal strikers just having like horrendous hairlines and um, bad <laughs> and finishing? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Let's go through. So you got Abamyang. Wait, waiting for it. Abamyang, right? Who remembers yeah. um, Shamak? Yeah, I was waiting. You're yeah. you like bringing up Shamak. Good haircut. Oh, yeah. Good haircut. What's he doing with that, Barnett? That's, he's hanging on. He's hanging on to that way too long. And then um, what's the um, the African guy they had up top where he had that? Um, he had like Javinho. brush for Javinho. Oh, Javinho. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hair tie there. Yeah. And that then was like, like when he ran it, the hair tie like, eventually split, and you could see like the real <laughs> definition of his hairline. He was what the original five head. Yeah. <laughs> That's deep, isn't it? That is yeah. deep. That forehead. 
Yeah. Oh, you Alrighty. need some more help. You need some PR people around here. What are you doing? Shave it off, mate. You've gone. Yeah. Chuck a hat it. on there, big fella. <laughs> so reluctant to shave it off. All right, let's move on to some transfer news. We'll quickly dot through some of these. So first one we got is uh, rumors are Coutinho is going to be frozen out at Barca because if they play him another 10 times, they have to pay Liverpool 17 million euros in add-ons. So... Josh, I know you'll be angling for him to stay at Barca for another season, get another 10 games. Or come back to Liverpool. Either way, it's a win-win, I think. What about gets 10 games in first half of the season, then you buy him for a cut price fee in the winter transfer window? Or he plays nine, so you don't have to pay it. How old's he? Be 28 now, I think. 29, I think. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd take him. I'd take get a few more good years out of him. There's, there's talk of him going to Leicester as well. I think mainly on the back of um, Brendy is now um, oh, yeah, Leicester yeah, as well. Yeah. But, so I Son think I'm not bitch. sure how much um, truth there is to that. Leicester wouldn't buy him. They'd, they'd do a loan. Um, but he doesn't really just fit that profile. He's very similar to um, Madison. So. What you've already got, yeah. 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 No, that's yeah. fair. Nah, I don't know. Take him a leave. Alrighty. Um, Next one, Man United uh, are actually a bit worried about this Varane deal because they're worried they're being used to get uh, himself a big contract at Real Madrid. Joba, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you reckon that, they'll actually go through? That, that wouldn't happen. That hasn't happened before, has it? <laughs> Not in football. Do people do, people do that now? Uh, yeah, no, that is, that is, as a Manchester United fan, that is a massive concern. I just don't think he's interested. Like, I genuinely don't think that he's interested in playing for Manchester United. Even if you've got a fat paycheck, like he's at Real Madrid. They've just signed Alaba to play next to him. Like I don't think this is going to happen. But then I read something just before on Sky Sports saying that it's closer than ever. Yeah, they've been what? working, getting closer to each other's target or well, I guess Real Madrid's target, but they've me and I have been getting closer to it. And apparently he's already agreed personal terms and it's just about finalising the transfer fee. So from Varane's point, why would you want to go to United from Real Madrid? Like Bigger how club. much... How much more would they pay you? Yeah, well, it wouldn't be about money. Surely the contracts are comparable. It, I would yeah. imagine in my head, it's just about a, a the weather. challenge. Like he's ticked uh. off. Okay. He's ticked <laughs> off. Um, like he's won everything there is Four to win Champions Spain. League. Yeah, he's won the Champions League. Um, he's obviously got a World Cup under his belt. So I would so imagine. Get, get a Europa League title before he retires. Yeah, <laughs> jump over there. Win the League Cup. And, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that would be great. imagine. Just something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, big signing, but like I know everyone in the room is very excited about this. Like oh, imagine him next to Harry Maguire. Oh, boys, boys, boys. So we got to do his head in. Yeah. Moving on to a defender that is also rumored to be going for similar money. Speaking of roles, might even be more money actually. Is uh, Ben White from Brighton is about to have his Arsenal medical. So the deal's looking like 50 million pounds. So, again, but, another English defender goes overpriced. Yes. How, how's this, how's this going to work for Ben White in his career? I think we've briefly discussed it off the pod about this doesn't look good for him. So, boys, just let me put this in perspective here. So, Varane, so he's, Varane's the four-time La Liga winner, what, four-time Champions League winner, won the World Cup with France, and then there's Ben White. And Ben White goes for three million more than Varane. But he's English. I, yeah. I just it just seems Contract insane. As well. There's a there's a tax on British players for sure. But you you're paying you're paying he's got a longer t- contract than Varane, so to get him yeah. out of that, that's that's one thing. Um and he's much younger than Varane, so there you go. It, I know yeah. you know that job. It does seem ridiculous they could even go for the same amount of money, but yeah, in so this he, day and age. He's a centre half too that's got a howler in him and he's quite young. 
So, like, there's a chance that that investment, like, goes south a la Phil Jones, a la like, Rob Holding to an extent. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, Varane's the finished product. Ben White might be good, but he hasn't really done that much. Like, that Brighton gotta, defense was pretty bloody leaky last year. That was shocking. They got to be, you got to roll the dice on those those young players, though. You're, or you always will. I think it's the only risky part I see is that it's to Arsenal yeah, as far as like, his development. That's not uh, where I'd want to go. But are Arsenal in nothing. a position to be rolling the dice on a centre back? He's young. That's why they they yeah. they love a young player. Yeah. I just can't believe they can stump up fifty million pounds for him. Like that they can too. actually afford that deal. Have you bought a hot dog in that stadium, mate? Of course they can afford it. <laughs> in the um, ticket price. <laughs> so timestamp this, producer Pete, because um, this is my first hot take of the season, and we're in oh, episode we one. Nice. Um, we will look back at this transfer in eighteen months' time, and this will be a deal at fifty mil. Oh, you reckon he's going to be? Well, hot, you're thinking Van, Van Dyke esque when everyone was like, "Yeah, whatever, the that was seventy mil. Dyke. That was a yep. rip, rip off." And now everyone's like, "Doesn't even care about the money." And, and now right. you can't now you can't find anyone who thinks that um, they overpaid for Van Dyke. And I and I and appreciate this even now. This does sound like a lot of money for for Ben White, but yeah, I think eighteen months time we'll look back at this and go, "It's not a bad deal." All right, I'm interested to see. I think, I think one, another club you could you, that I definitely agree with you, but I reckon he'll just solely because it's Arsenal. It they'll just they'll still find a way to leak goals. I don't know. It may not be his fault directly. I don't know what he's like as a a leader though, because like obviously Van Dyke, that was half of his success as well. He's a good player and he's an absolute leader for that backline and that team. Whereas yeah. like I think Benoit could see some success, like Sean's saying, if he's a leader as well, and he could turn that whole defense around and and lead from the back. And I think that's probably the only way he's going to see some immediate ex- success at, at uh, Arsenal. And it's definitely what they need. So, And the other thing I think is important is what side he plays on. I think if he plays on Tierney's side, it could be all right. Like you could look at a real combination on that side. But if he plays next to Hector Bellerin, <laughs> like imagine how undermining as a centre-back your confidence would be with Bellerin doing whatever it is he does now. He'd be playing two positions, yeah. Well, maybe if he plays on Tierney's side, he can help him keep Martinelli under control because he doesn't know where he's meant to be. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Barca are looking to cash in on, on Lenglet. So, uh, Clement <laughs> Lenglet. Long way, <laughs> Lenglet. You, you were previously our French correspondent, were you? So, I'm going to try again with Clement Longley. Um, and I'm gonna uh, if, if you're going to criticize me too much on names, I'm going to go back and have to clip a few of yours because you've had some... Fucking hours. Oh, yeah. Over the episodes. <laughs> Back on to Langlet. Clement Langlet. Langers. Um, yeah, so he, Barca looking to cash in on him. Uh, apparently, Roma are very interested and have put in an initial bid of about 14 million euros or 16 million euros, I think. Like quite a low ball offer, um, which is expected to get rejected. But, I mean, if like they don't get rid of him soon, they might just have to cash in on one of these deals because... They need to get players off the wage bill and need to generate some cash because they're trying to re-sign Messi for another five years. Um, and we know their wage bill is already the biggest in the world, so they've really got to get some players moving off there. So good deal for Roma in that situation. Not so good for Barca. Great great deal for Roma if they got him. Yeah, I think it'd seems, be a good signing. Seems for, crazy. Because yeah. they've got PK, Wumtiti's always injured. Longley is also injured a lot. But he would be the one who would have the most upside out of those three, I would think. Yeah, oh, they definitely. might have to get rid of him. For but they're trying to get rid of Umtiti as well. 
because he's yeah. a big wage earner. They're gonna so, be, yeah. They got Eric Garcia coming in, but I feel like they're going to be so bad next year. Similar to like Real Madrid, where they're like you see, you think they're offloading too many of the same position. I think they're but, really poorly managed from yeah, like a bit, governance perspective. Oh, what, what what would make you think that? Yeah, <laughs> we're too close to the sun. Is yeah, it, is it four of the four of the last twelve board members are in jail? Would that would that <laughs> oh, guide it's, you to it's that? That's not decision? a good indicator, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> All righty, next one is uh, Donian Donian Marlin. I believe I've got that absolutely correct. I'll pay Thank it. you, Jubba. Uh, is set for a Dortmund medical. So Ooh. this is one of the players who was potentially going to get a big move out of the Euros. I know we talked about that a lot. I don't know if we're going to see any huge ridiculous moves. I think there's going to be a lot of moves, but for like, you know, 20, 30 mil, which isn't ridiculous. So he's on his way to Dortmund, about to have his medical, um, and he'll be coming in replacing Sancho, who's obviously Where- gone to United. Where's he coming from again? PSV. Oh yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. PSV. I'm gonna yeah, go. Good. I'm gonna go in the Sean Pye category for locks here. I reckon this could be the the next one off the Dortmund production line or the Dortmund finishing school or whatever you want to call it. Like he's poor yeah. and he is so quick. Like I feel like this is going to be great, and they're going to sell him on for like seventy mil in a couple of years. Like a Dembele, where they they got him in for eighteen mil and then sold him out on yeah. for like a hundred next year. Dembele, a la Sancho, a la Haaland soon. Like I feel like this is just the next one coming through. Yeah, they do yeah. very well to um to get these players in for very reasonable fees and then on sell them for huge amounts. He, That's a good he's system. He's raw, but he is excellent. Like he'll be something. Like he's got all the attributes in the right place now too. Dortmund's the you'd have such faith in if any club's going to finish you off and and get you to that finisher club. Um, Dortmund would be the place to come from. Yeah, Definitely. and I think it's not so much a pressure cooker too. So they can go there and like yeah. Sancho. Sancho can have a bad game one week at Dortmund. Yeah. It wasn't the end of the world. But if you did that at Manchester United. Like the world, the world would be caving in on you. Yeah, like you all can the plastic there. fans of Manchester United would boo you off. Um, I think yeah, like, yeah, we Dor- <laughs> Dortmund's like a um, a finishing school. Um, you know, after you you finish school, your own school, um, and then you go into um, like finishing school, learn how to use um, cutlery correctly, learn how to pronunciate your words, Sam. Um, Langers. and so eventually, yeah, eventually go to finishing school, and then you can operate um, in society. Well, I think I feel as though that's what Dortmund does with players. They take some raw players, bit of talent, and and they polish them up. Um, unfortunately, they can't hold on to them because either buy and buy them if they're German, or they go back to the English clubs where they got picked from initially. Yeah. That was a good analogy, Job. <laughs> a, bit a, bit, a bit of a swipe in there, Sean, out the uh, English clubs. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one's close to my heart, and that's Big Toby, Oldwield, is bidding farewell to Spurs, and he's on his way to the UA. No, sorry, to Qatar. But so he's on his way to a Qatari team, and he's leaving Spurs. But have I missed a beat here? Is he, is he not good anymore? Well, we just sold him for the Anymore. same amount we bought him for but six years ago. He was just the centre back for Belgium at the Euros, and he wasn't horrendous. And he had a solid enough last year in a bad Spurs team. Like, why is he going to Qatar? I still feel like he'd have so much to offer in the Premier League. To I, I think he does as well, but I think this is just a bit of a clear out for Tottenham. New manager, clear out. Paratici's got like he's actually getting deals for a lot of these sort of fringe players. And even last year, he didn't play a hell of a lot. And I think to get, I think that was maybe looking at opportunity for this is the last chance we'll get to cash in on him before he leaves. And so we basically came out zero, which is pretty good. Crazy like um, situation, but like he would do really well if he went across to Arsenal to like mentor Ben White. 
and be like, this is what it takes to be a good center back for a long period of time. Obviously not going to happen, but like, I feel like just with all his experience and all that build up, like I just feel like letting him go now, I just don't like it. He's, yeah. he's long serving yeah. there. What's he been there six years now? And I think if he went back two years, Manchester United were trying to sign him out, um, off Spurs when he was playing. Mourinho was really keen on him when he was um, when he was at United. Spurs, yeah, but so, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe he's going to Qatar to um, just to acclimatize for the World Cup early. That's cha-ching, yeah. getting cha-ching. the body ready. That's <laughs> no, got nothing to do with money, Jobber. No, never does. No, no foreign. What is it? No tax on foreigners in the first twelve months. Jeez, that's not bad. So why you're moving there next week? Yeah, I'm going with Toby. Just your businesses. Oh, Toby, agent. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, another pod favorite, Goran Pandev has decided to play on for one more year. Oh. So the big man's announced he's signing on for one more year and he has said he wants to play one more year in front of fans. He didn't want to retire with no John, fans. John so oh, yeah. this yeah. year in the Serie A, it's the uh, Pandev show all, all season. Yeah, good so on him. So he could finish top goal scorer. Who knows? Look at Tony. Uh, yeah, hoping Esk. for like a John Terry-esque farewell. Like, you know, what is it? It'd be half time for Pandev. What is he, 45? Yeah, yeah he is 45. take him off at yeah. half time. And... <laughs> every game? Yeah, yeah every, <laughs> every year-long farewell tour. That'd be nice. Do you reckon he'll go well, bald fully by the end of the year? No, he's got no stress. He'll grow it back. Yeah, it's coming all the way back. He's I think it's going to be with Ashley and Martin. Uh, even warning yeah. I think it's going to be like a bit of a Dwayne Wade-esque send-off where every like sta- last time he's at that stadium he has a massive send-off from the crowd I think it could happen Are they, yeah. do they have fans in Serie A this year? they must yeah oh yeah that's another another one that's a, a good talking point everyone has 30% except Juventus who have 50% capacity that seems fair that's yeah a- seems fair <laughs> socialism apparently, apparently it's because of the one metre rule between seats and Juventus is the only modern stadium in that whole league and all the old stadiums are real close together. So they're the only ones that can actually have 50% capacity. Um, yeah, that was good for them. Yeah. Right, last last one on the list, big one for Jobber and it's going to be a big talking point all season in the pod. I can already feel it. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer signs for three more years at United. Suck shit. Jobber, <laughs> I'm not even going to go to you first. Sure, no, I know you had some choice words on this one. What, what were your thoughts on it? Well, uh, yeah, I think I said this in our group chat. Um, the biggest thing for me is um, why would you sign him um, to such a long-term deal? Because you, if you, obviously you fire him, you're going to have to pay him out. And realistically, there's no other club who's going to come in and say, oh, Ollie's doing really well, we want him. And so they're gonna, not <laughs> going to prize him off Manchester United. Like he's at Manchester United for a very specific reason. So I think if you're Manchester United, you could probably pay him essentially lower wages. Um, and just sign him on a year-by-year deal, and he would be happy and he would stay there. Um, so that's what I would do if I was Manchester United. The only thing is it's probably I hadn't thought of at the time, but they might be doing it to um, to secure the future of some of their players. So like I think let's say um, Sancho comes over. He doesn't want to come over, um, sign for Manchester United, and then all his deals up and he leaves, and the new manager comes in and Sancho's not his type of player and he sits on the bench. So, yeah, that's the only logical reason I can see it is a bit of stability for the players. But I can't see another big club coming in and saying, Ollie, we want you. And if Manchester United want to pull the trigger on him, they're going to have to pay him. So it doesn't make sense from Manchester United's point of view. It doesn't make sense from a playing point of view. I heard Cardiff was sniffing around. That's why they signed him on for another three years. Big wages over there, I'm sure. Apparently, Jobber, what, what do you apparently think? his wage is massive too. It's like the second or third highest in the Premier League. He gets paid Why? more. Makes no sense. He gets paid more than Tommy Tuchel. And Tuchel's oh. just won the Champions League. 
It makes no sense, right? No, yeah. I, I just can't get my head around it. And it's not as though you're looking back over the couple of years and being like, he's done a stellar job. Like, he's done an okay job, almost passable, but not really. Like, we're not competing for the title. It's like that survivorship no bias. Yeah. Where, like, you kind of came second, so they go, oh, we did something right. Oh, the manager must have been him. Let's keep him on. But yeah. John, do you agree with that? Like, it's not as if you're going to offer Oli a contract and he's, he's, he's going to look at the contract and say, how much? No way. Yeah. I'm not doing it for that much. I'll leave. I'm leaving. He's never, ever going to say but that. The, yeah. he, he says, oh, I'm leaving. Where does he go? Yeah. You know, what club, what you know club he's not going to go. Yeah. 100%. yeah. So does he even have an agent? Paul I'm not even sure he has an agent. Doesn't need one, mate. He's making bank by himself. Exactly. It's who, wants to, who wants to give an agent ten percent of three hundred k a week? I, I, just, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't spoken to anyone who's like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. Like where it's like, oh, 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 I'm really glad we secured him for another three years. Oh, it's thank like, yeah. God. No, yeah. otherwise Arsenal going to come in and take him. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Uh, Mulder's knocking at the door again. <laughs> All right. Absolutely insane. We'll move on to everyone's favourite section of the pod. Friendly's review. Oh, so, uh, through these, do you? Got, got some crackers in here. We'll, we'll touch on, a, on one that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Rangers two, Real Madrid one. Josh, you had a few notes on this one, I think, didn't you? Yeah, I had a couple. I tried to watch the, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Actually, not Rangers. I had some notes on Rangers Arsenal, but I did try and watch the Rangers Real Madrid package on the Real Madrid uh, YouTube channel. Which oh, I think the, I had, yeah. The I, most biased. Uh, oh, my God. I to say the exact same seen. thing. I, it's so, so bad. <laughs> so, just for anyone who doesn't know, Rangers won 2 1. I saw 90% of the highlights were just uh, Real Madrid attempts on goals, which apparently wasn't a very good indicator of how the match went. And then you see one clip of the finish for the Rangers goal. Oh, you, don't see, you don't see the build-up. don't see how the ball gets laid to the strike. You just literally see it like it cuts to him a second before he hits the shot. Ball's in the net. And then I didn't. I don't know. Did I miss the second goal or did they not show it? No, no. So the second goal is they've literally rolled the credits on half the screen and they show the finished, like again, in the same finish uh, for the goal as like the last five seconds of the video. And then it ends. They also conveniently missed out Nacho's red card. As yeah. well, not a lot, man. <laughs> Move on, Joe. Jo- yeah. jo- jo- I don't know if you saw that, but uh, thoughts on red card? I know you're you're uh, no, very I strong seen on those. It. I haven't seen it. I was, I was, I, I didn't see it also either. watched was... the highlight package, but I haven't been able to see <laughs> it. Was it was a hip red. high studs up tackle, so that's that's all that you know. Uh, Alfredo Morales got one of those in him, and he was absent, so they're lucky in that sense. But <laughs> yeah. just crazy, Stevie G, hey, he's taking them all the he's way, crushing it. Yeah, they're gonna champions league. <laughs> Can't wait to have him at Liverpool in three or four years. It really hasn't been a good time for anyone playing a Scottish team, except anyone who's played Celtic. Yeah, they've been pretty rough. Uh, should we? Should we? Is that your pivot to the Celtic West yeah, Ham clever, game? Clever, Sam. Yeah, clever. Yeah, well, let's I'll finish let's, that let's, off. Let's, for you. Use, let's use that segue. <laughs> I actually have notes on this one. <laughs> I didn't even realize I teed myself up like that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, natural. So, uh, the first goal. Uh, did you? Anyone else catch the package here? The highest package. Yep. So the first goal, what did you think of that one? The left foot sort of strikes it on the half volley, whips it round uh, from outside the 18-yard box. Just probably the one of the better goals in the game, probably the best goal in the yeah, game, I'd say. I, th- I, feel, I feel like it's really hard to gauge with a preseason game whether or not it's a oh, good yeah. goal or like they're just not quite there yet. I felt, I felt that way about most of the goals in this game where I was like, they're just not sharp yet. No, I think um, I think that's the case. I think ninety five percent of the goals I saw across all of the um, the preseason friendlies we've seen, and, and the other ones I've watched that we we won't talk about tonight as well, uh, are just defensive errors. Like a 
pass out from the back that gets cut off or a soft tackle, shit like that, that is like leading to like most of the goals, which is, is to be expected for preseason. But yeah, like you said, it's hard to gauge what's real good attacking football and what's just bad defending. But I feel like it's crazy because you watch, like, I remember going over to Singapore a couple of years ago and watching the, um, is that like the international Arsenal Cup? Yeah, games. yeah that's Cup when I was of, there. Yeah, International Cup of not champions. Um, yeah. And, like, just seeing how slow and flat the players were. And then, like, I watched Bayern Munich and, I, and then I was like, this is unbelievable. You watch them in the league game. And mm. just this, the drop in standard is just unbelievable. Yeah, plus it's hot there too, I guess. But yeah, I know what you mean. In the off season, it really shows like when their players are just a little bit fitter or much fitter. But also that training every day, you know, a couple a month of training every day, uh, like of preseason, and they're just so much sharper. Those naturally talented players. But Cel- I mean, Celtic don't really have time to sort of work their way into the season. They so this was Postecoglou's second game in charge. Gets thrashed six two, albeit a better opponent. No, Jalen first is yeah. I know. His first game in charge, they drew one all in their Champions League qualification game against Bronby, I think it might have been. Um, and that was at home. So they're going away now for the second leg. There is no away goals rule anymore, but they've got that second leg away where they could get knocked out of the Champions League and that's worth like uh, like 20 mil, I think, for them. So Jeez. a lot of pressure on Ange already um, and he could get off to a pretty poor start if he doesn't pick the results up soon. I've just got two more quick notes on this game before we move on, if if that's what we're going to do. The the pitch in this match is probably the best, cleanest, smoothest pitch you'll ever see in a Scottish league match or Scottish field ever. It actually looked like a Premier League field, uh, um, but I assume in two weeks it'll be like a mud. And also, I didn't realize this, but Mark Noble's still playing for West Ham. Skipper, that's going to be yeah, that's gonna be. He took a penalty too. That's gonna to be a bigger, a bigger story than Pandev still playing. Like, how old's Mark I Noble? He now? Like, I thought he was forty-seven. Yeah, I thought he was team. moving into like the back, the backroom staff or something. Yeah, this season centre mid apparently. That's maybe he's just doing preseason. Or maybe, maybe. he's like, look, I want you to play this number six role, kind of like this, and then yeah, instead I'll of show like, you for the first half yeah. of the season how to do it. Yeah, and he's like, actually, I feel pretty good. I'll play the second Jack. half. Too. I got this. Yeah, yeah De- Declan, get on the bench. Oh, I'm Declan. taking over. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Rice, you're <laughs> Jack Rice again. <laughs> That's the right. Holy shit. That's so bad. I thought you were jokingly doing it. Yeah. Uh, alrighty, another big result. Uh, QPR 4, Man United 2. And I think to touch on what Josh was saying before, this was another case of a sluggish game with some yeah. really poor defending, mostly from United. Uh, Charlie Austin popped up with a goal. Lyndon Dykes. Scored one from outside the Aussie, box. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. But I think the best goal of this game was the third goal from the QPR wingo cut inside from the right and absolutely smashed one home. Jobber, what's wrong with the boys? Is this <laughs> always, always, <laughs> always... All the good oh, players oh. are still on holidays. Oh, <laughs> always lost yeah, the wheel already. Yeah. No, Ollie was just celebrating his um, new contract with a slugging QPR. No, it was a pretty weak <laughs> team. Um, I don't have a team in front of me, but it was fairly weak. Yeah, Greenwood in the starting lineup and the only, other, only other name Juan I really yeah, realised is like Lingard and Twenzebe. Yeah, Wan-Bissaka. Yeah, I wouldn't be getting too concerned Matic about that. started. Not, not really he? a starter in yep. the best team. Um, Matic, Matic is... Very average, I reckon. Yeah, take him, yeah. take him a while to heat up too, I'd say. Um, but yeah, no, look, not too much to worry about. Like, just first run out outside of Derby County, um, which we won. 
mind you. Pretty yeah, poor defending in that one too, I might say. Yeah, but like again, you got like the good players are still to come back. So can, I, can, I, can I just put it out there that Derby County have nine registered first team players and two of them are goalkeepers and you guys just beat them 2-1. So. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Those nine players are world class, aren't they? <laughs> I think one of them's Rooney coming off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, Wayne look, doesn't Wayne look haggard? Strong. Like that, job, that job has aged him. He's also yeah. got some some fresh uh, allegations that have come out recently against him as well, just to add more spice to his preseason. What kind? Uh, he's got some pitches with some uh, some not so good situations with women. Pretty yep. standard for him. All right. So, yeah, so he's Barney, not, so not, what not you're, looking too good so for Wayne. In summary, if you're treading around the issue, he's got some pitches with some women that have come out recently is what you're saying. Is this Look, like the time when he was young and he was going to the <laughs> elder ladies and in the night? <laughs> Jabba, I'll let your, down a bit. I'll let your favourite publication, the Daily Mail, release release all that information in the coming weeks. The Bible. Um, yeah, could, the Bible. Could, be, could be something coming soon. And uh, Arsenal, again, another team who haven't had a good start to pre-season, lost 2-1 to Hibernian uh, and then drew to all the Rangers. So, I didn't go near this one. Yeah. I, I saw the Rangers game because uh, I'm a big Stevie G fan. Um, so that's that's where I made the note about the medieval style font. Not a, not a fan of it. Um, Aubameyang's absolute shocking miss. So like I said, two yards out. And there's a defender on the line, but he's kind of on the post. And Aubameyang's kind of central of the goal when he has a shot. The defender lunges across and saves it because Aubameyang's just too casual. And then Rangers had a similarly shocking miss uh, later in the second half when they were 2-1 up, could have made it. 3-1 and sealed the game. But uh, another, I think it was a clearance off the line by a defender as well. So average finishing, bad defending all round again. Yeah, early days, early days. But um, the Hibs game had a had an Australian feel as well. I believe uh, Doyle scored for Hibs. I think we touched yeah, him at the time. Yeah, you did so say that, yeah. Bloody Australians just everywhere, aren't they? Great around pre-season. Around the SPL too. So that's probably a right the SPL. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Rogic was on the bench though, I believe, for Celtic. So unfortunately didn't get on. Mr. His Boatman, class. He, was linked, he was linked with Arsenal for a long time too. Yeah, he was. His he quality. Was. Right, we'll move on to uh, Shauna, who's got some highlights of the upcoming second season of FPOP, which you'll run through. Yeah, so in Jobber's words, for all those haters and trolls that said we wouldn't make it to a second season, here we are. Um, Jobber, what's that hand gesture you're making? Um, <laughs> so here we are, and we're going to make some few changes. So um, we uh, one of the things we're going to do is start an EPL Fantasy League. So um, that'll get set up, and we'll share the code on our socials, um, and we'll probably make a mention of it on the um, on future pods as well. So, yeah, jump on that code and join our fantasy league. What we are doing is we are putting up a shirt to the winner. So, if you're a Hibs fan and you happen <laughs> to win our fantasy Premier League, um, we will get you a Hibs shirt um, and with your name and, and number on the back. And if you're a plastic fan like Jobber and you're a Man U fan, you win it. Um, Obviously, you get your Manchester United shirt. No retros. We're not bringing back that tablecloth-looking shirt. No way. Um, I know we can even get your Galaxy shirt if you want, if you win. All, that retro, all, that's, that's, all the top that's, and second uh, strip. Um, that's also up there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, fantasy football um, here on our pod. We're going to have our own league. And as I said, the winner gets um, a shirt of their choice. Um, we'll also be bringing in um, Jobber's Game. There's a bit of a debate about the name about this, but um, Jobber's Game sounded, I don't know, a little bit uncouth, I think. 
So um, <laughs> we've gone with uh, Throwback the FC, the game. So each week, Job is going to come to us three and bring us a classic game, classic teams, classic fixture. And between Holsey, Barney and myself, we're going to try and pull together um, the names of both of these teams. And we've got an over and under. So what's going to happen is um, if we can name 11 plus, we get the points on that day. Um, 11 is a point apiece. And obviously, <laughs> nice. if we get under, um, Jobber picks up the three points and we'll have a running table. So that should be good fun as well. Um, the cadence for the pod. So, um, yeah, we just come back from a break now and we are looking and feeling fresh, most of us. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to have a pod on Mondays released and we're going to have a pot on fridays released they are australian eastern standard times so um if you are from qatar um i.e toby um you'll have to do log on to the world clock and sort yourself out for your download times then or switch on the notification bell um to get your pods fresh um we've got some big things coming up too um which we aren't going to release yet um production pete just told me i'm on strict instructions not to share all of the details um with that but yeah keep an eye out because we're going to make some big changes for the pod things are really starting to get some traction um and of course we've got a multi as well so um we've got the coldest running multi um we've ever had haven't won in weeks um but don't worry. It's months now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's I can't remember when we won. Um, <laughs> we've been close, but bloody hell, we've been close. They, were, they oh, yeah. were running okay. They were running okay, and then we got a little bit exotic with those, um, and they got out of hand. So we're going to try and control those again and bring our punters some money. So Maybe um, just a tip for Jobber, no 14-leg same-game multis. Uh, tip, None of those allowed. Tip, tip acknowledged, <laughs> but ignored. We're going to have to put a limit on the legs, the amount of legs you're going to have yeah. in a multi. And if you win, you can do another leg on the next one or something. So, yeah. short, go back to it. So, two words, one hashtag, only fans. No? Yes. 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 Hard yes. Yeah. Hard yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so some big things coming up on the pod. So, um, we're looking forward to those. We're locked and loaded for a fresh season. Um, yeah, and looking forward to everyone joining us. Can't wait. Right. Right. Anyone, has anyone got anything else? Job will have the socials. Yeah, yeah, so if you want to hit us up on social media, I'm very active on Twitter now. So it's at Football on Pods, Facebook Football Played on Paper, if you're in that demographic, and Instagram at Football on Paper. <laughs> also, if you want to email the show, I will be reintroducing the mailbag. So <laughs> Actually heavy. checking it. <laughs> got quite heavy. I was up checking it. Uh, it, was no, it was no one's fault. Um, but really do appreciate oh, it. Sure. So email him on paper at gmail.com. Get your tips in. Sorry to anyone who's been left on red in that. Yeah, we definitely so. have a backlog to get through. I know for a fact there's a number of people that have asked why their questions haven't been oh, read out. Oh. So, yeah, we'll have to address that anyway. Darwinism, mate. That's, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that one, right. Job. See Thanks, you in the next boys. step. See ya. Cheers.